T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Bernstein and Holmes Show. Middays, 10 a.m. till 2 on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Dan Bernstein, Lawrence Holmes, Layla Rahimi. We're about to get things underway here in game two of a four-game season series with the Bulls and the Indiana Pacers. Rosen one-on-one with D. Smith, double pump, leans in, 16-footer, got it! Double R to Rosen with seven, and the Bulls lead 20-5. to Levine, the fade, the fire, bang shot, got it! From 16 feet. Nobody does this better with Levine and DeRozan than the mid-range jumper from anywhere between 20 and 12 feet. Here is Vucevic. They are, they are playing so well with him now. It, it, listen, it took a while, but it feels like these three, Levine, DeRozan, Vucevic, kind of know each other really well at this point. It was about time. Yeah. <laughs> because it, right now, the most important thing is we're back in the playoff race. Yeah. We're back in this. We've got a chance to continue to move up if we take care of business. And right now, they're taking care of business. Heel, they go left wing McConnell on the left elbow to Matherin. Matherin comes up shooting and drains a left side three. Benedict Matherin. 110-108 Indiana under one minute remaining in regulation. Bernstein and Holmes, your midday destination for Chicago sports talk. Levine against McConnell. Steps back, left wing three. Rimming, rimming, no. The back tap by Caruso. Tricked down by Levine. Seven seconds to go. And we have a travel on Zach Levine. Oh, no. With 7.6 seconds to go. Oh, no. On Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. Hate to say they saw it coming, but it sounds like the Bulls themselves might have seen that coming, understanding what was said at halftime. But they said, hey, you know, this team, they, they come back from a lot of double-digit deficits, so let's not fall back into bad habits. Gotcha! Immediately yeah. fall back into bad habits. Thanks, Coach. We'll get right on that. It is Wednesday. That means Layla Rahimi is here on the Bursting and Home Show as we broadcast live from the Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. We've got Bulls talk. We've got football talk with Mike Florio at 11 and Robert Mays at 1225. And then Katie Strang, senior investigative writer at The Athletic, who along with Britt Garoli broke the news about White Sox pitcher Mike Clevenger abusing another woman and a baby... Like when we have a, a zero tolerance policy for things, but I don't know, a, abusing a baby? I don't know. That's, I guess that's cool. He's still on the White Sox. Baby abuse. I guess that's fine. What the hell, man? Like, where's your line? I don't know that they know what it is that they can do. I don't want to completely 
condemn the White Sox until I Too know. late. I, I know, but <laughs> I want to know what's possible. Like, what is the protocol here? Right. You go to the – as far as I know, you agree with MLB. If you want it out of your hands, you kind of call the commissioner like, hey, uh, don't you have that exempt uh, suspended administrative leave list, whatever you can do to what kinda... can What can we do? Yep. We don't want this guy here. We also don't want to pay him, but we can't have him be in Glendale when the rest of the team shows up. Forget the paying him part right now. You'll figure that out. I'm not worried it's their money. I, but get but, him but, off but, the team. But, Dan, you know that they're worried about their money. Get him off that's, the team. That's, that's why they signed him in the first place, and it's why they haven't signed a second baseman. It's why they haven't signed a right fielder, because they are concerned about their money. Come out and say this isn't okay, and he is not now part of the Chicago White Sox, and he and his future with the Chicago White Sox is is up in the air, at the very least. Say that. Tell us that. Let us know that's important to you. I also just go back to the question of what the hell is in the CBA? What are we doing? Well, I remember with the Bauer stuff. Did any stuff, of this get figured out? Yeah, it did because with the Bauer stuff that there was an administrative leave that could last a week and then they found a loophole that allowed them to keep extending it. Remember? And we would get to these Fridays where there was and, and we'd, we'd see you know Rosenthal and Passan and Nightingale start reporting on whether or not they would officially extend the administrative leave. So there, I know there's, there, there's a precedent in here for doing this. No matter what's being investigated, no matter what's being concluded. And that's it. To me, if, if baseball wants to step in, which they have, they set that precedent. If you want to make teams less responsible, which frankly, what's the harm in that concept? Then go ahead and step in and say, hey, we're investigating him. One team already knew when that investigation was open. That's kind of where I'm on. Like, I want to know, like, who's responsible for what? Because it does seem like maybe you can't tell the details of what the investigation is. But there, there, it's almost like there should be a clearinghouse through, the, through MLB where Rick or someone from the White Sox can call MLB and say, hey, we're thinking about signing this player. Is there anything we should know? And then MLB can go, this player is, is under a, uh, a current investigation. We can't tell you what the investigation is, but they're under investigation. So now that you know that, you can move whatever way you want to move. Let's, let's work from this backwards. Okay. Because this stuff comes out. There are pictures So, if this is going to come out, and you know that's practically inevitable, Mm -hmm. especially when it's been months since the investigation was opened, Mm -hmm. why don't you just know that moving forward? Start with that piece of it. You know it's going to come out somehow. Well, and, and this is why I go back to um, I'm not willing to just allow them the Tony Larusa stuff. Of the only person who knew what was going on with Tony Larusa was was the owner of the team. That that again shows me that you don't have a you don't have a great vetting process. That these are all things that on a background check would have come up on a simple ba- on on a Lexus Nexus 
on on a name search of Tony Larusa, you would have understood that he had been arrested. I'm pretty sure somebody probably already knew that anyway. That Layla, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm what is your process because it needs to be under review. If you continue to bring people into your organization that you then have to clean up their individual messes before you present them to the public, you're not doing a good enough job of finding out enough about those people before you bring them to your organization. And, and this guy should not be presented to the public with as anything to do with your organization, just as Tony LaRusso shouldn't have either. Right. But what is it about what's happening in your process that that you don't either like forget about vetting for a second. That you aren't connected well enough in and around baseball that you can make a wiser decision on this. If your vetting process on Clevenger, if if you feel like you did everything that you needed to do and you talk to teammates and you talk to ex-teammates and you talk to people, did you dig deep enough or did you go for what you wanted to hear that would allow for you to sign him? But the, but it's not just that. It's the for me it's the time lag in between when they knew and when we knew and what they thought was going to happen. That's like, it. If, they, if all we know from the athletic report is that the White Sox found out after they signed him, was it the day after they signed him? Or was it yesterday when the story came out? Because if they knew a week ago or two weeks ago, what were you betting on? Now this will never get out. I mean, seriously, it was that. It's that decision. Like the moment you were aware of this and you knew, act. Well, here's here's the other thing: is this happens enough to where you could say to Major League Baseball, since once again they set a precedent. Hey, we didn't know about this. There have been teams that have acted in bad faith before. The Padres being one of them. Let Let's take it at face value here. We we've heard the stories about physicals and how that made team shy away from wanting to trade with them i'm not even going to bring up other white Sox padres trades but let's just say that the, let's just say that the white Sox were were telling the absolute truth here they truly 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 didn't know okay does somebody say something to major league baseball because this looks bad for the league when one of your teams has to deal with this i don't care which team it is it looks bad for players it looks bad for everyone so what process can the league do to fix this? And that's why I bring up the CBA. Who wants to be associated with this junk? This mess? You know the word that I want to use here. Who? Who wants to hang your hat on that? And I remember when he was signed, the reaction when he was signed before any of this. Remember what Spiegel was talking about in that transition that day? Mm-hmm. He's like, I hate this on every level. He said, I don't like him as a pitcher, and I think he's a bag as a human being. And because... And, because he's connected with baseball enough, and anybody who's following what's going on with Clevenger knew that there was all sorts of, of, of sketchy stuff. Yes. At the least, that would say, you know, maybe we should check out uh, anything that's been, you know, that girlfriends might have said about him, people close to him. There is a, God, there, the, are, there the, are other businesses, basic business, people who go to work for a tech company that have every tweet they've ever sent and every post they've ever made and anybody connected to them, they they, they dive into something. I, I know this for what we do for, for, for 
charitable boards and for people who come to work on, on a staff at a charity. We it's got not, background checked and we already work here. It's not that hard. Dan, and one of the incidents with Clevenger happened while he was here. In Chicago. Playing against your team. You saw it up front. And that's why I'm like, what's your process? What What is it that, that you're looking for? And I'll just tell this story. A few years ago, when talking about who was in line to be the next manager of the White Sox, I was talking about Omar Vizquel. And I was talking about how he is, has had this like lightning rise through the White Sox organization. And someone hit me up and was like, stop talking about Omar Vizquel. And I said, why? And they said, you don't want to be associated with him. I heard I, what I was told was Omar Vizquel will never be the manager of the White Sox. So, so, so said, you knew that and, much. Right, and I said, I said, why? He said, trust me, he'll never be the manager of the White Sox. So what I'm saying is that if there are people that we know inside the business of baseball that are willing to tell us the truth to keep us out of trouble. Who are the people inside your building or around Major League Baseball that you're talking to? If I have better sources about things than you do as an organization, guess what? Your organization is trash. Or if you knew it and didn't care, also trash. And I I appreciate everybody asking massive questions on the text line because to me, that's the point here is – a, what are the protections from Major League Baseball? Because we all talk about background checks and and how we have to go through those at work. And I know everybody listening probably has to do the same thing or something like it. And then question the system, too. Because if you're playing for the team, then you know you can step away from something like that because you're already paying him, but other teams don't. Like If, if that is the case. But it's like I said in transition. I like to use the phrase, don't let one loss beat you twice. But in this case, the list of people is long enough to where the White Sox might just want to say, we can't be associated with this anymore. Send a message to people who might be scared and act guilty. For some reason, you might not want to play for that team. Texter who's like, there's an article on Vizquel. Obviously, we we know now I'm saying this is before yes, beforehand, yeah. but I before I, what we know about Omar Vizquel and spousal abuse was public. What I'm saying is that, that people the, were the, the abuse of the autistic clubhouse attendant. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is that people were telling us this beforehand. But thank you. We know why he's awful. What did that mean to them? What did your experience with Dave Walder mean to you? What did your experience with Wes Helms mean to you? What did your public embarrassment with Tony LaRussa mean to you? Does anybody look back at what happened with Daryl Boston when he was a Met? All of these things are right there in front of you, and you as an organization have to ask yourself, what are we doing wrong? All of the stuff that the White Sox have had to do a forensic accounting of what's happening on the field or not happening on the field. They supposedly did that, right? Like this, this was the off season. We're going to look at everything. We're going to look at how we train. We're going to look at our training staff. We're going to look at diet. We're going to look at the way that we push players. We're going to look at, at whether they should do load management. 
All of that stuff, everything. We're going to look at the way we manage and coach. We're going to look at, at how we decide on free agents. Where in here is you really taking a forensic account of how you bring people into your organization? And even even then, even so, say they're they're telling the 100% absolute truth. What do you do about it now, knowing the blood that's on your hands already as an organization? And how long has it been since you actually knew? And like, if 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 they knew, like, let's say they knew a week after, shouldn't you be better prepared right now to to deal with this and be public about it? Shouldn't you have already dotted your eyes and crossed your t's with Major League Baseball on what is and what is not possible for you to do? Whether we're talking about recouping the money or just getting rid of the player, my or my, not both happening at the same time. Doing what you have to do now to tell us that this matters to you and that this isn't okay. Because as of right now, it's okay. Right. And my problem is that organizationally, the White Sox continue to trip over their own shoes. And they still haven't figured out how to not do that. And that's that's a sign that you didn't look closely. And what does this do to your new manager? Like you say, like now all of a sudden, you 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 because of your lack of desire to act on this when you found out. Now, all your rollout, all your positive vibes, everything about this new guy, everything you're trying to sell us about a, a new manager, new regime, Tony's gone, starting over. No, you're not. And 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 Pedro Grifol didn't do anything to deserve this. Nope. What is he thinking right now? The hell kind of organization I joined? Yep. We need to take a break. There is bull stuff that we need to discuss. We will... Katie Strang is going to join us at 1 o'clock, and we're very much looking forward to talking with her. She's an incredible reporter, and her and, and, and Britt, they broke this story. So we're going to talk with her at 1 o'clock about all of this stuff. But the bull stuff needs to be gotten to, and uh, we have some differing opinions about what happened in last night's game. We will discuss that with you next. Bernstein, Holmes, Rahimi, here on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2. On Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Rose it can't get free, and now you got to use a timeout. McConnell hassling Levine, the inbounder. And that's the last timeout for the Bulls. Watch Alex Caruso. He's going to come back to the ball. They double. They double. See, he's wide open under the basket. Zach doesn't see him. Yeah, you saw Buddy Hill that time. He sold out on the double team and left Alex by himself. Yep. Snowing. It was really Bad pretty this morning, this actually. It was really pretty when the snow was just sort of sticking to the bare trees a little bit, and it was just kind of coming down gently. I don't know if it's going to end like that, but it wasn't bad. I can handle this. I was surprised at the commute, and I kind of smiled because people were driving exactly the way that they should, and we all got to where it is that we wanted to go, and it wasn't, like, difficult. Like, my, I think it added... Social contract stuff. Yeah, yeah. like, it added three more minutes. To my commute. And I was like, that's exactly how many minutes it should add. And we'll see how the afternoon commute is because that's when things are supposed to happen. And then there's going to be the lake effects stuff and all that goodness that I will be hit with. And If only I worked for a news station where I was on after the weather and retained that information thusly. See, I hate this if for only. you, though, because th- <laughs> these are the types of nights where they'll, they'll say to Layla, uh, you got three minutes. Uh, you got two forty-five. Uh, you got two thirty. This is the business we have chosen. Can you imagine working for WGN and like the skilling? You know, when when he's on one of his his like weather gasm spasms and yeah, you but know they, what we call people like that the franchise. But but they just that's construct your team. The show. That's your quarterback. Yes, I know. They, but it's like everybody else. Those, like, All right. those segments are built to be six seven minutes for him, which is an eternity. And Brant, uh, Brant is awesome. And Brant was like. Hey, Layla, it's going to snow. And I'm like, cool, Brent. We live in Chicago. And he's like, no, check out this four day. And I'm like, oh, man. So, so Dan, I got to check be, in with Brent later today. I'll be leaving and <laughs> check in with you from Phoenix. Well, the wife is flying home today. So yeah. You're to- going to Arizona again? No, I'm not. I was joking. <laughs> I never know where you two are anymore. Or Beth, for that matter. Well, she's she's my stalking game world. on Beth has really slipped. She's everywhere. I like she's she's in Nashville, and then she's going to Omaha, and then she's going to West Palm Omaha! Beach. And then it's, it's like I looked at the- New Jersey. We still keep a handwritten calendar. Oh, nice. You I know, do, too. Like a dry erase board? Or? No, just a quaint, actual flip calendar that is still up next to the pantry, and I still consult it. Did you write it down? Did you put it on the calendar? I sent you an email, but did you put it on the calendar? Because it's still, I like the analog. I like to see how many lines of days your arrow is going through and where you are. It just helps this, for me to think of it spatially. Physically writing things down helps you commit it to memory. That is That's correct. That's why I have the notebook. Any play-by-play broadcaster. You, 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 you put your card together to load it into your head, not to use your card. Yeah, I see some, some of the guys like doing it digitally like Lynn is really good at like his setup for games I've never seen anything like it and any play-by-play person work his iPad the way that he does I couldn't in a million years I'm like this is impossible oh I I'm a crazy person who fills out a scorecard and pen and uses whiteout oh I had one of the four color pens and I depending on how hard a ball was hit I would click a certain color to show the vector of the I mean all runners in scoring position sometimes get coated with a different color what's the vector Victor clearance clearance 
Uh, all of this is better than talking about the Bulls game last night. Yeah, we should Our get group to Billy tore us apart. Well, it's just we got in a fight. No, we, we, we no, weren't in a, fight. a fight. We got in a we, sports fight. No, we, didn't. we, we were disagree. Just, Ray, I think we, Mike. I think we were interpreting. I need words. This is one of those things where if the shoe fits, I th- I think we were just interpreting a criticism and. I, I applied that criticism in one place, and you applied it. I don't think anybody's wrong. The Bulls are tearing us apart. Well, well, look, on the last play, things didn't happen. Or the play where they were trying to inbound the ball and Caruso comes free under the basket. Things didn't happen. Here's what Billy Donovan said as to why. Alex was open on a back cut, you know, when Zach called the timeout. And he may not have been able to see Alex's cut, um, you know. So I think the wise thing to do was to call timeout. We had a couple things on because they jumped out on DeMar last time that, you know, we were looking to maybe somehow knife Alex uh, back door. Um, that wasn't open. Vooch did what he was supposed to do. He flashed to the middle, um, and the ball just got deflected. We didn't execute the pass. Um, and then it was basically going to be Vooch and DeMar in a two-man game, and we were anticipating trap. Uh, but we got to be better, you know, on, on both those two situations there. I mean, the Zach timeout, I understood. He just didn't see anything being open. Um, and then, and then the other part was, um, you know, I, again, I thought I thought Vooch was open as an outlet. We just we just didn't get it to him, you know. And I thought he was he was open. And I think we could have screened for Demar a little bit better popping out. Um, but I thought the the screening execution wasn't great. And then you know the pass, you know, probably wasn't executed. But you know, Vooch could have gotten it, and we could have created something. But you want to give yourself a chance to at least get a shot up in that situation, being down by two. Your man's is not a hooper. No, he's not. He took a timeout. That's how you know. That's the Billy Donovan tell. When he's really bothered with stuff, when he takes the timeout. They, they, they need a point guard. They need a point guard. And Zach, first of all, first and foremost, I need to know if Zach is hurt. Because my criticism of him the way, the way, and my criticism of them, knowing he's hurt, is different than knowing he's healthy. Because you can't go 0 for 10 for 3 in the second half. And that guy, he's a shot maker. He should shoot it every time. I, I, no, but he, but he can't, no. But, I'm not going to let you just, like, we can't gloss over what happened on that play. Hurt or not hurt, if the play, if the, if you're paying attention to the game and you see that what they're doing to DeMar is they're doubling and trapping him and you understand where the double or is going to come from, your eyes should be looking where the double is going to come oh, from, and you should get the ball to the guy who the coach oh, said they were looking for the backdoor play. Oh, All I'm, we I'm, wanted last year were backdoor cuts underneath the basket, and look what happened. Yeah, look not, what happened when we tried to get one. Yes, I also love Zach Levine. I am sad that this has devolved into what it's devolved into, but he had the tell when he took the timeout. This was a set design play, and you got beat on a last-minute backdoor cut against the Hawks. I, like, I, Look under the basket, for God's sake. I'm not defending him from that play, but the amount of time in that second half where you are standing around watching DeMar work to get a two, watching him shrug at the officials while he's sitting on the ground, and then they come down and get a three. You can't trade twos for threes. You had zero threes in the second half, and then at the it's all magnified at the end. It should never have gotten there. It should never have gotten to a place where you're counting on a spaz to 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 to, to, to get the ball into somebody. He's he, the problem with with Zach is 
he's he he's too likely to turn it over. Yes. His handle is leaky, his eyes are bad, and his awareness is not good. And, and he got called for a travel. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for using the word spaz. I it's, I know that that is that is frowned upon. I apologize for that. And it's a word I I know I shouldn't use. But he is too unreliable with the ball. He is too unreliable to to be trusted in those situations. I don't know who just sent us a message on Twitter saying shoot more threes, but yes, yes, sir. Yes. yes, yes, and that that, that does... includes Demar, by the way. Well, he took one last night, right, or two. Um, he, he's made a couple threes recently, but that does speak to Dan's point about Zach and finding out whether or not he's injured. Like that is important because he's one of their best three point shooters. So let's take a break and let's let's hear from Will Purdue on this. I thought that Will was really great last night talking about yep, some of the issues good. that the Bulls have offensively when they get into a rut. Bernstein, Holmes, Rahimi, talking Bulls with you on the score. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Now, don't, don't do idols this way. Don't make idols part of our bull's sadness. No. I like this vibe today. A little surf guitar. I like it. Ah, uh, you know how I feel about idols. Actually, I don't. What? I don't know how you feel about idols. I saw them live at Lollapalooza and wanted to run away and join the band. <laughs> Wait, that wasn't in the My Tribune article today. Shakia Taylor asked me about idols, actually. Really? Well, she asked me about what music I was listening to, and then I gave her a seven-paragraph article, and now I see why it's not printed. <laughs> Everybody's reaching out to me to say that the photograph got the best side of me. Oh, well, that's good, right? Did you <laughs> the see back the, of my head. Did you see Fine. the caption, by the way? The caption was Layla and Dan talk about something, 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 and various animals in the news on the score. <laughs> It's the truth. Find the mistake. Find the lie. I'm like, Wait, hey. Nailed it. So, yes, please go pick up a Chicago Tribune today so that you can read the wonderful story written by Shakia Taylor on our partner, Layla Rahimi. It's excellent. If you're a digital subscriber, it works there too. Um, but there's a whole story about Layla and her career, and it's worth your time. Thank you. But also, just thank you for supporting the show. Yeah, we have like it's been a good week between us and the listeners, quite honestly. Like we've we've gotten a lot of love and they shared their feelings about Lynn Bramer and they allowed us to share our feelings about Lynn Bramer. So I think it's been a, a really good week. Now next week we're gonna be back at war with each other, but for now, things are good. You know what else pops out of this box score? I, I asked Ray beforehand just to print out first half box score, second half box score for last night's Yeah, game. you did it for all of us, so I'm going to get mine. And it's not easy to do to, to sort of you know look back and forth like this. In the first half, Patrick Williams had five rebounds, all defensive, in 15 minutes. In the first half, Nikola Vucevic had eight rebounds, all defensive, in 18 minutes. That's 13 defensive rebounds. Mm-hmm. 26 points, baby. That's 13 defensive. Do you know how many rebounds Williams and Vucevic combined for in the second half? Williams played uh, nearly 12 minutes. Vucevic played 14-43. How many do you think they combined for the two of them total rebounds in the second half? A hundred. No? One dollar. All right, six. None. Well, that's bad. Neither one. Those are your starting four 
and five. <laughs> your starting center and your starting power forward combined for zero rebounds in the same half in which you hit no threes. There might be a reason for that, though. And it was interesting hearing Will Purdue discuss this on NBC Sports Chicago last night on the post game with our guys, Jay Kendall and Will where he was talking about the type of play that was used in the second half of the game and what the effects are of that on the Bulls. When you go from playing team basketball to isolation basketball, it affects everybody in the game, okay? I wasn't trying to throw Patrick Williams under the bus. I was trying to point out he had five rebounds at half. He's halfway to 10. We're talking about he's got to rebound more. But then when you start playing isolation basketball, it affects Patrick Williams and his ability to rebound. Yeah, aggressiveness. Because now he's standing somewhere watching. Because mm-hmm. what does he know? When it hits DeMar's hands, it might not come out. Now, if they double-team, which they did, mm-hmm. DeMar was giving it up because he had no choice. And then they were moving. But the problem is you start to isolate and then Zach's like, wait a minute, I haven't touched the ball. Mm-hmm. So when I get the ball, you better damn well know what I'm going to do. Two turnovers late because he tried to force the action. And then you talk about how it affects Io, And then it affects Kobe. And it's just... The team's not in motion. And then people want to say, well, you know, DeMar's got to save us. Well, I hate to say this, but it's kind of because you went to isolation that you're in this spot in the first place. Right. So then you got to put the cape on DeMar and say, save us. How about we don't get in this position so we don't have to do this and just play team basketball? That's what I keep talking about. The biggest word is sacrifice, okay? You can't look at the score sheet and be like, we're up 16. I got to get mine before the end of the game. You can't do that. I got to get mine. You got to get yours. Who was he talking about? Also, don't save her. She don't want to be saved. That's correct. I'm really mad about that. I, I too. think I think it's if the shoe fits that you can make an argument that he's talking about Demar or Zach. Yep. I, just everything that could have gone wrong in that fourth quarter went wrong. First of all, we haven't even talked about the trash sequence where Kobe White tries to go for the lay-in and then gets heat checked on the other side by Duarte when he pulls up that three. They when are, you're talking about a Pacers team oh, taking terrible shots, they are a terrible heat, heat check team for no reason. Then, like you're coming back and you're like, you know what we should do? We should shoot threes. It was serious. I, I'm like, did you just say Kobe when you pulled up? Were you they, like, Kobe? it felt that way? Mm-hmm. And then. And then you foul Buddy Heald, three-point shooter foul of the most highest error. And then there's Zach Levine in the final two minutes, family. And where are we? Travel turnovers blocked by Buddy Heald. And if if you can't see, if, if, if you know, if you're there when the play is being diagrammed and you know... what They're trying to get the double team. Mm-hmm. The contingency is there for the back cut. Mm-hmm. Just make the play. Make, yeah. make the basketball but play. But that's the pro- that's the problem with Zach is that I don't think he's wired that way. That that's what I mean when I say he's not a hooper. He's not he's not wired that way. He's a guy that's really good at offense and occasionally really good at defense. But his instincts are bad and we keep seeing it in end game situations. But which in- is which is why I disagree with you 
the ball should be in DeMar's hands because he's going to make the better choice. But can I ask you about this, though? Because he was his instincts were good when they depended on him as the only source of offense. Well, yeah, if, if, you're, if his instinct is how do I get the ball in the basket, that's <laughs> a, if that counts as instinct, that's, he's pretty good at that instinct. But how many times do we sit here a couple years ago and say, what would we do without Zach Levine? And, and well, yeah, that's why I want him taking more threes. It's they they can't live without him scoring thirty some points and 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 saving you. If his hand is okay, if because uh, 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 my hand hurts, uh, uh, my knees hurt. Then sit down. Uh, something then, hurts. Then take some time off and get right. I don't want to hear it after the fact. After you're over seven, dude. I just that I can't excuse that underneath the basket. Caruso is just looking for anyone and everyone. That's a set piece, just, and like you've gotten beaten on those plays, and that's all I wanted offensively out of this team. Like I just can't excuse it. We'll talk more about the Bulls as the show goes on. There's a lot of stuff we got to get to, but it is Championship Sunday coming up this weekend. Very excited. So let's talk NFL with Mike Florio. We will do that next. Bernstein, Holmes, Rahimi on the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.